0: Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Alaska Department of Labor and Workforce Development podcast series, where you'll hear all about how the department helps Alaskan workers, job seekers, businesses, and communities. I'm Jason Caputo. My guest is Rhonda Gerhars, Chief Investigator for the Special Investigations Unit, which is in the Workers' Compensation Division of the Department of Labor. Rhonda, thanks so much for joining me today and talking about what you do over at Workers' Compensation.
1: Thank you, Jason. I'm really uh, glad you asked me to be here today. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Um, So I just want to kind of set the stage because workers' compensation, there's a whole bunch of things going on over there. I wonder if you could explain what the Special Investigations Unit does at workers' compensation.
1: Sure, Jason. I'd be happy to do that. We were uh, created by the legislature in 2005 to investigate allegations of fraud, either by an injured worker, an employer, or a care provider under the Workers' Comp Act. Um, We're also responsible for compliance under the Workers' Comp Act, meaning compliance with um, anything under the Act, but with employers having workers' compensation and classifying their employees properly and that kind of thing.
0: Right. So really important aspects to make sure that 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 program works well. Um, So, so so next, next question is why, (laughs) why workers' compensation? Why do we have such a program?
1: That is an excellent question. A lot of people don't know the history of workers' compensation. Um, It actually started with the industrial revolution back in the late 1800s. It was referred to as the grand bargain for all the history buffs out there. What it provided for was a, a no fault insurance system for workers who got injured on the job so that they could get medical treatment, wage replacement benefits, um, possibly reemployment training so that they could return to work fast it's known um, at least here in Alaska it's the exclusive remedy for injured workers so if employers do have workers comp insurance then there's no threat of an expensive and protracted lawsuit so it really protects both sides that's the beauty of workers compensation is it is as much to protect our businesses here in Alaska as it is to protect workers Um, The whole idea is to prevent expensive and protracted lawsuits. All 50 states adopted workers' comp laws. Um, um, To my knowledge, at least to date, only one state has any provision for opting out of workers' comp, and that's Texas. But basically, workers' comp uh, everywhere, pretty much everywhere, is mandatory. It's not voluntary, and that's so in the state of Alaska. The most important thing is, like I mentioned before, it's really a win-win for both sides, both labor and industry.
0: Right. And that's key to that is, as you said, it's no fault insurance for for workers when they get injured so they can get all those um, the things they need, like medical treatment and wage replacement. And it's done in a way that it's not going to be incredibly expensive and inefficient through through expensive lawsuits. So that that
1: excellent. Yes, that's
0: a great way to <laughs> great, great reason to have such a program. So, are there any? Do all businesses have to have uh, workers' comp? Are there any that are exempt?
1: Well, um, different state laws are different. Here in Alaska, there is no such thing as any particular industry that's exempt. The way the Alaska Workers Comp Act works is exemptions are about individuals and primarily by job type of duties. So, um, and it's and it's about also whether or not an employer-employee relationship exists or whether a business owner has enough ownership interest in the business that that business owner is not considered an employee. I'll provide some links for you for the specific job duty exemptions um, to go with this podcast, if that'll be helpful for you.
0: Yeah, that's great. So, so any, any, we'll have uh, the links in the description of the podcast. So if you're listening and Rhonda mentions sources of information that she's provided links, you'll find all those in the description um, on, uh, in the podcast uh, itself and on the podcast page.
1: Um, One of the things I do want to point out, one of the things that's most misunderstood that we find in our unit with the Workers' Comp Act is the term independent contractor. So under the Workers' Comp Act and, and even with other divisions within the Department of Labor, it's actually Alaska law that determines independent contractor status. Um, Some folks think that if they just issue a 1099 or just say that someone's an independent contractor that that's sufficient. Um, That's not how it works under Alaska law. The other confusing part that that folks have trouble with is that our definition of independent contractor and what constitutes employer-employee's relationship is different from the IRS definition. Also, again, different within the other Department of Labor divisions, everybody determines um, that relationship differently with a slightly different theme. So um, we do have our own specific definition, and it is the independent contractor definition. Again, that'll be part of the the link materials. But the important thing to remember about that is that all the criteria must coexist. Um, in order for someone to actually be considered an independent contractor who doesn't have to be covered by workers comp the owner exemptions actually go by entity type whether someone's a sole proprietor uh, or partner Uh, partners and sole proprietors are exempt under our act they don't have to insure themselves but they still do absolutely have to insure any workers who work for them LLC members and corporate officers who have 10% or more ownership interest are also exempt from the act. They are considered owners, not employees. But again, they still have to insure um, their employees. We here do recommend employers actually check into whether or not um, they can opt in to insure themselves. Sometimes they would, I mean, sometimes that's. Um, a reasonable way to have some insurance that doesn't pay just for medical, but if an employer gets injured while working alongside their employees, they would be entitled to the same benefits: reemployment benefits, wage loss benefits, as well as medical treatment. So we always try to convince people to at least check onto that to see whether it would be financially feasible or not, because some health insurance companies Absolutely deny claims for medical treatment if it's if it happens in the workplace. So it's good to look into that.
0: Right. So that's great. To sum up, that there are exemptions. Some of it is a little complicated. Really, depending on the specific situation. So right. it's a it's a good idea for people to to um, contact. Um, workers' compensation, uh, business owners, and find out really where do they fall. If they're unsure, they could contact and, and figure out whether they where they fall under the exemptions. But that even if they are exempt, um, they may want to look into getting that insurance anyway uh, if it's possible because there's some benefits there, and it it might be the the cost-effective thing to do did i say all that correctly
1: you absolutely did jason right. and, and you know everyone has to make their own individual decision on uh, on that it's you know that everybody has their own individual circumstances and so sure. we just we just recommend that that they check into it just in case so
0: absolutely yeah. well um, and you know maybe following on that you know if someone chooses to go without um, workers compensation what are the risks is it you know some people might feel like oh, it's just going to be cheaper. I'm just going to take the chance. And this way I don't have any costs out of pocket right away. But what are the risks there?
1: Yes, there's there are significant risks, Jason. In our experience, um, paying the premiums is a whole lot cheaper than paying for an uninsured injury and also a separate penalty for failing to insure. So we've had folks, we've had cases here where it seems to be like maybe a small injury, maybe a, maybe a cut on a thumb or something, and an employer doesn't have insurance, so they might take that employee to go get that thumb stitched up at the, at the little corner, you know, they're not emergency rooms, but they're little, the the medical clinics where you can go in with an emergency and get, get stitched up, okay? We've had cases before where those kind of seemingly innocuous injuries have actually turned into major infection that caused need for serious medical treatment, hospitalization for days. I think folks probably understand how expensive it is, any kind of medical treatment is, and hospitalization can turn into hundreds of thousands of dollars. Those costs add up employers who do not have insurance are actually um, have to pay for those medical treatment along with wage loss benefits and if that worker can't go back that injured worker cannot go back to the job they used to do then potentially have to pay for reemployment benefits too these uninsured injury cases are far more likely to put a business out of business than paying the workers' comp premiums in the first place. It's also a lot of stress for an employer to have to deal with that on their own. If they have workers' comp insurance, that's what their claims administrator does for them. Lack of coverage doesn't prevent claims. If there's no insurance, the injured worker can file their own report of injury and pursue a claim, or they can file a lawsuit in state court and and get significant damages as well. So and it's also actually under the workers compact. It's also failing to pay for compensable benefits related to workers. Compensation is actually a crime punishable by jail uh, on top of having to pay the benefits. So um, there it's very significant. um, And then, of course, our office would be notified of an uninsured injury, and then we would have to investigate the failure to insure penalty portion, which is a separate case.
0: Wow, well, that seems incredibly clear. <laughs> why <laughs> why you need to figure out, do you have to have workers' comp? Which you probably do unless there's an exemption. And if you have to get it, you should get it because my goodness, that's uh, from jail time to incredible uh, medical costs to just the incredible stress of, of going through all that um, on your own. So thank you, that's that's really clear, the value there of having workers' comp insurance. So. So we we talked very clearly about how it affects the employer just now. We know it affects the worker obviously because they're gonna they're the one who's injured and and needs those benefits and things, um, medical services. But h- how about the community itself? If a business says, Ah, I'm not gonna do this. I'm not gonna you know comply, and I'm I'm gonna try and avoid having workers comp. Are there negative consequences for the community?
1: Oh, absolutely, Jason. Obviously, you know, it's an effect on the injured worker. If they can't work and they're not protected, they may feel forced to turn to other resources just to survive, such as government aid programs. Um, when businesses aren't compliant, it also creates an unfair advantages for the businesses that do play by the rules. So if businesses are not paying workers comp premiums or abiding by other labor laws, they have the opportunity to underbid those businesses who are in compliance with all the laws and, and protecting themselves and their workers. When businesses aren't compliant, they also put other businesses with whom they contract at extreme risk. Under the Workers' Compact, businesses contracting with each other, as well as the project owners, are all jointly liable for uninsured injuries. So we Mm -hmm. really, really, really always stress, please, please, please don't contract with uninsured businesses, okay? And so the question we get in response to that is, well, if I don't have have any employees, why would I wanna get insurance? That's the reason right there. You want to make sure Mm -hmm. that you're protecting yourself against any subcontractors who aren't insured. And, And yes, it is possible to get a workers' compensation policy, even if you don't have employees. Highly, highly, highly recommended, even if you're not legally required to do so, it okay. Really protects everyone, but mainly the, the business who um, is doing the right thing for the right reason. And that's that's who we want to protect.
0: Right, right. And I that's very interesting. I, I hadn't thought about how it kind of, that ripple effect across the whole economy of, of Alaska, where it, it creates these problems with, with other businesses. Not only the business that's not compliant, but then the businesses they do business with or they're bidding against. So it's it's a good example of how we have these laws to make sure that Alaska's economy is as healthy as possible. That these are really good choices to to follow these programs so that we win as a state together because we're all following these smart rules. So thank you. That's so we we've covered um, we've covered how it how it affects businesses, how it affects how it's good for workers, it's good for businesses, it's good for the community to have the uh, to be compliant with workers' compensation. But you mentioned something, and I don't I don't want to overlook it too much. You mentioned some some consequences, some legal consequences. Can you can you talk more about that? Because I don't want to skip that.
1: Sure, Jason, no problem. Um, the potential criminal consequences for noncompliance um, they're very significant. Uh, mentioned a little bit about misclassification of employee labor that employers can't just quote deem someone to be an independent contractor if they are found to intentionally have misclassified employee labor that's actually a class b felony under the workers comp act failing to pay for workers comp benefits that are due to an injured worker is either a class b or a class c felony and that just depends on the total cost of benefits related to the injury Another crime under the Workers Comp Act is charging um, any of the employees for all or a portion of workers' comp premiums. That's not allowed. And that can that can result in misdemeanor charges.
0: Wow. Okay. Good. So that yeah, that definitely spells it out. This is this is not something to mess around with. These are these are felonies and easy way to avoid it. Um, if you're unsure if you if you qualify, contact workers comp and make sure that you comply with the rules um now i heard something I'm, I'm i'm pretty sure this is not true but can't workers just waive workers compensation was was a question that i've heard before can you speak to that
1: i can speak to that that is also a a, a common misconception hmm. under the workers compact no um any agreement whether it's written or verbal or anything else um for anyone to waive benefits to which they would otherwise have been entitled under our act that is considered an invalid agreement. So Hmm. it it would not work as a defense.
0: Okay. Okay. So that's great. We, we, so much good information here. I, I definitely have learned a lot personally, and I hope our audience has as well. Is there anything else that you'd like Alaska businesses to know about this program?
1: Yes. What we want our Alaska businesses to know is we want to be your partners in success. Although we are a compliance agency and it feels punitive every time that, that, that we're involved in anything, we do believe here at SIU that Alaska is open for business. We want to be your partners in success. And you know, being associated with a business here in Alaska translates to vulnerability for liability in so many areas. In our experience, the most successful businesses of all put compliance with labor laws first. We know it isn't easy to have a business we, we really really know that between local state federal laws honestly our office cannot appreciate enough those of those out there who are willing to own and operate a business we are responsible for compliance here but we are also human beings we do feel bad when we see businesses suffer financially due to failure to insure penalties or uninsured injuries we try really hard to be proactive and to educate We'd much rather do that than being reactive and punitive. So please, please, please um, use us to your advantage. We have a website online verification of coverage system where folks can actually go and see uh, whether or not somebody is insured. That's a, that's a matter of uh, public knowledge in Alaska. You can go in and see if someone is insured. You can also call us for compliance checks. Call us with any questions. We're more than happy to answer questions. One thing I do wanna point out too that is important for our Alaska businesses to know that out of state businesses must also bind insurance in the state of Alaska. We don't have any reciprocity agreements with any other states. All businesses are subject to the exact same financial burden here for working in Alaska and having employees working in Alaska. Our office enforces that so um, we don't want outside businesses to unfairly compete for alaska work so please let us know if you if anybody's here we rely on those tips let us know we will investigate and we will make sure they are held accountable for having the same kind of workers comp premiums that our alaska businesses are required to have we also have online and i'll I'll provide it for the podcast an employer's guide to the alaska workers compensation act but Again, we just really wanna be your partners in success. Um, Please use us to your advantage.
0: Wonderful information and and a great note to end on that this is really about helping Alaska um, employers, uh, businesses and workers and the communities succeed. So thank you so much. I've learned quite a bit. This has been the Alaska Department of Labor and Workforce Development podcast. Thank you, Rhonda, for talking about workers' compensation with us today. And thank you listeners for joining us. We hope you found the show informative and that you'll join us for our next podcast.